Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast hosted by me, Alexandra Aguila. And today we are recording episode number 19, a Cubs podcast that was supposed to be recorded on Friday, but we ran into some technical difficulties, schedule planning, it didn't work out. But here we are today, it's still going to be released the same weekend-ish, so no need to worry about that. I'm still going to get you guys that Cubs episode. And tomorrow a regular baseball episode will be released as planned. So, sorry about this delay, but here we are talking about the Cubs. So, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're not going to talk about really any Cubs news because there hasn't been any. The offseason's slow. Like I said, we're getting into that time period where not a lot is happening. I mean, we have a few trades here and there, a few minor league signings, a few guys who have been DFA'd, but nothing really big, nothing major. I guess if we really want to d- dig into it, we can say that, you know, Manny Rodriguez has been DFA'd, a couple of other minor league guys, which has made room for bigger guys, being that like Trey Mancini, um, new pitchers that we've acquired who are free agents or minor league guys, stuff like that. So just those types of things that really don't take up a lot of time to talk about. So like I said, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Instead of talking about news, we're going to talk about how the Cubs performed this offseason. Granted that their offseason isn't technically over yet and we may still see some moves occur. Like I said, maybe we can get another arm in the bullpen. Would be nice. I know a lot of Cubs fans are rooting for Andrew Chafin, um, but Honestly, any arm will really help us out. Obviously, slim pickings there right now just because we're in that kind of end of the offseason period, but I think another arm can definitely help us out in the bullpen. Our starting rotation is pretty good. We did get a lot of guys to bolster up that up as well, but um, yeah, just working on the bullpen. I think really the bullpen is kind of something that happens like you create it towards the end of your season because I like the first half of the season you're kind of just it's fresh water you're trying to see you know how your team is going to look like what's it working you know things like that um if you guys are going to start to have a groove to make it to the postseason and kind of really make a sprint for it in the second half of the season and then kind of during that trade deadline time is when you get guys for your bullpen. So hoping and fingers crossed that our first half of the season goes well and we have a chance to compete during the second half, I feel like the opportunity to get a lot more guys is going to open up to help our bullpen. So that's really all the news that we can talk about there, but I really wanted to talk about the Cubs grade. So if you don't know, a lot of like news articles or there's a lot of people who are kind of giving each team a like a letter grade based on their performance of this offseason you know how active they were things like that so this is what I'm going to do for the Chicago Cubs I'm going to give you my offseason grade how I feel like they did this offseason with all of the signings things like that um, and kind of a reason why you know backing that up so that's going to be this episode and let's get started with that okay first things first we're going to say the letter grade, and we're going to kind of just go from there. So this offseason, I give the Cubs a B plus, not an A. It wasn't outstanding, but it was better than average passing. So we're going to kind of go into detail on why I gave the Cubs a B plus this offseason. So first thing first, they got big name players. 
And they promised it, too. You know that we've heard Judd Hoyer and Carter Hawkins and Tom Ricketts, Tom Ricketts especially being the guy saying that the money is there for Judd. It's in his hands now, so if he wants to sign guys, I give him, you know, full permission to do that. Um, I gave him the money. He can he can do what he wants with it. And ultimately, it was up to Jed, and Jed has been saying that, you know, the money will come when the time is right. I do believe that, um, you know, it's hard for me to say if this was the time is right, like if this is what he meant. You know, now the time is right. That's why we got Dan Spear. That's why we got Jameson Tyone. So maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that there were definitely moves promised this offseason, and I think that they have been promised. I think that we've gotten a response, and we ha- they have kept their promise. Judd saying that um, he wants to build a new Cubs team, not a full rebuild, just kind of a refurbish, a mix of new guys and veteran guys, and I think he's done exactly that. Um, getting Dansby, that was a big contract. Jameson Tyone, only two years, but also a pretty big contract. But then also looking at, you know, the, the the guys that we have coming up who we're excited for. And I don't, I think the signings that we made were smart because we know that we have PCA, Brennan Davis, um, Alicantra coming up who are probably just still going to take a couple more years. We're not going to see them anytime soon, but knowing that we didn't get players to completely take over that role in the outfield. You know, Cody Bellinger was another guy that we got, but he's only here for one year, you know, so kind of like slot fillers for the time being, Dansby Swanson being a guy with a bigger contract for seven years, so it's kind of more prone for him to stay here longer and for him to work with the younger guys. So I think that the promise was definitely kept to get big name players, and I'm happy about that. You know, I'm I'm really big on trust within the fan base and the organization, and I think this year it was definitely fulfilled, and Judd Hoyer gave the fans what they what we wanted and what he said was going to happen. So that's one reason. Another thing is that we, I kind of touched on this earlier, but we filled the holes. At first base, we knew that Matt Mervis was definitely going to be an option this year just because Frank Schwindel is no longer with us. And then we didn't really have any other first baseman to kind of fill that everyday role. Um, Alfonso Rivas being another guy who definitely had the skill and definitely was used for the Cubs at first base, but um, he got DFA'd and he's with the Padres now. So first base was definitely something that needed to be addressed. And I think that it was definitely done correctly, knowing that Matt Mervis was going to be a guy who had the opportunity to play there. But then Patrick Wisdom can also play first base. It's not really his designated position, but he can dabble. And then getting Eric Hosmer, I think, was great. Like, Eric Hosmer being a veteran guy, yes, he's had his struggles in the past, um, currently as well. He's been on multiple teams. But at the same time, he is a veteran guy, and he has a lot of experience. And it wasn't really a humongous contract, didn't cost us a lot. So I think that's, it was a good signing. And then also getting Trey Mancini, who now also plays first base, can also be a DH. 
um, and reigning World, Se- World Series champion being a complete, like, just all-around good guy in the Orioles organization also brings another kind of mentality to the team. So I think, you know, we had the problem of first base with who are we going to have there? And now it's like, okay, well, who are we going to have there? Because we have too many options. But I like like Judd said, I think that's better than having no options. So I think first base is definitely more than covered. And I'm super happy about that. Um, another hole was that whole second base shortstop situation. Nick Madrigal, Madrigal being a guy that we got last season, having his struggles with injuries and things like that. Um, we know Morrell can still play in those positions as well, but he's a little bit um, more, you know, younger guy, rookie. So um, Nico Horner being kind of your only set guy in that position between second and shortstop, McKinstry was also a guy that we got at the deadline last year who definitely had experience being on the Dodgers, but he wasn't really filling that role. And I think definitely with the signing of Dancy Swanson, now you have a sort of idea of who is going to be in that middle infield. Dansby being put at shortstop, Nico to second, it isn't pro- it a problem at all because Nico can relatively pay- play anywhere amongst those two spots. So I think that was something definitely addressed for the foreseeable future as well, signing him for a seven-year contract. Um, and then the spot at catcher was definitely something else that needed to be addressed. Obviously, Wilson Contreras no longer with the team anymore went to St. Louis, we need a catcher. Um, We have Jan Gomes, who has the veteran experience as well, a little bit of an older guy, and you're going to need a backup, and I think having a guy of the kind of like sort of the same mentality, things like that definitely helps, so getting Tucker Barnhart definitely means a lot to this team. Um, Being with the Tigers and being really good behind the plate uh, definitely helps. So I think that part was really was really good. I think the Cubs did really good with all of the signings regarding the catching position. And then um, kind of the last thing was just, I mean, the outfield. We have Ian Happ out there, Suzuki, hopefully that he's 100% this year. We lost Hayward. Um, and you still have Morrell who can play in the outfield as well. Um, but yeah, so definitely getting Cody though, who has the experience um, being on an LA team who is profound and then um, just the athleticism at center field is definitely something that can help out our team. So yeah, like I said, just filling in those holes where needed and getting them addressed. Definitely a good thing. Um, And the third thing I have is that we spent money. We were not, you know, a little too lenient with it. I think that we were definitely not afraid to go and take a risk and get a big name guy for a big contract. I think most of the signings that we did made were reasonable. Um, I don't think there was anybody who we completely splurged on for no good reason. I really do think like, like the only guy we really spent a lot of money on was Dansby Swanson, but he's also with us for seven years and he has won the World Series. He's been an all-star shortstop. He's really good at what he does, so definitely not complaining about any of that. Even the pitchers that we've got, um, Jamison Tyone, and then 
as well as I think we did get another one from Toronto recently. So like I said, I think that the money was definitely spent well. Um, the fourth thing that I have is that we got guys who win games. Um, Dansby Swanson being probably who's going to be the leader of this Chicago Cubs team this year and for the foreseeable future, he has spoken many, many, many times before that winning is very important to him and really should be the only thing that matters at times. So being vocal about that and hoping that that energy can spread and be contagious towards other players on the team and ultimately create that whole team mentality where winning is a priority helps so much. So I'm super excited for this team to kind of transfer into that mentality and kind of strive going forward winning games and things like that. So definitely helps having guys from teams like the Braves, the Yankees, the Dodgers who are used to winning games and hopefully they can bring kind of that energy like I said to the Cubs. So that was the fourth reason. Um, And then the fifth one is that we sign guys for long-term deals. Dansby being seven-year deal kind of ensures you that you that we have him for seven years and that he's going to continue to be on this Cubs team with the rookies who are soon to come up, you know, like I said, being PCA and guys like that, Ethan Roberts, things like that. So um, I think that really helps. And then on the fan perspective, it also has makes you think that, okay, I can go buy Dansby Swanson's jersey because I have it for at least seven years. That's what I did. So definitely, I really do like the long-term contracts. Um, Trey Mancini also signed a two-year deal. Jameson Tyone, two-year deals. So not a lot of guys who signed just those one-year deals. We do have a couple, though, Cody Bellinger being one of them but that's kind of more of like a different story. I, like I said, I think the Cody Bellinger signing was more of a signing for him than for us just because, you know, he's looking to get out of that funk, And but I think he can really help this team. So I do like the long-term deals that we're just in it for the long run with some of these guys and other ones we're kind of just waiting for our prospects to come up. So that is what I think about the long-term deals. And let's talk about the reasons. So those were kind of like the positive. What pushed them up to the B plus? Now let's kind of turn it around and say why they weren't an A. So I think the issue about veteran players has not been addressed. And by veteran players, I mean players who have were on the Cubs team prior to this offseason. That being Ian Happ, um, let's see, Nico Horner, guys like that who have been on this team for quite a while now, their whole entire careers, what's like the deal with them? The contracts are going to be coming to an end soon. Our extensions happening, things like that really has not been addressed this offseason until recently. And the only thing that has been said is that they have begun extension talks. Like, there's no extensions that have been made. It's just that discussions are in the works. So, really no timeline for that. I mean, I guess we'll see when the time comes when Hap's contract expires and then we see if he's on the team or not. But I, I think that is a big question mark just because with this incoming of so many new players, 
you definitely need to keep some of the guys who are used to the friendly confines, who are used to the weather, who are used to the environment, things like that, is definitely something you need on your team. So I think that is something that should have been addressed more this offseason is it's so great that we're getting new guys, but let's not forget about the the ones who are just, just have two years left on the team after spending their whole careers here. Like, what's the progress with that? You know, Ian Happ recently an all-star, recently a gold glover. I feel like he deserves to have some sort of extension negotiation going on right now, and supposedly it is, and hopefully it gets to where all Cubs fans want that to be, which is for him to stay. So I think that could have been addressed a little bit earlier on this season, and I was kind of hoping for an extension already to be made, you know, before the season starts. I mean, there's still time, but realistically, I just think that it should have been made a lot earlier, you know, or it should have been made already, like I said. So that's what um, kind of pushed that from an A to a B, Another thing is, is that, like I said, our closing pitchers, we still need work with that. Don't really have a secure bullpen, but I'm not too worried about that because, like I said, come all-star break, I want to see if we have the stuff to compete. We have kind of the mojo, and then from there, let's get some closing pitchers. But we definitely do need closers right now from the time being. It wouldn't hurt to just pick up one or two guys. So that's the other thing. And then the last thing that I want to discuss is that, is was it too much? Was this offseason too much? So I went on and I gloated 100% of the time that I think we got really good players. I think they fit the team well. I think everything looks swell. But looking at it for a long period of time, you kind of start to realize things. We have a lot of new guys, which is definitely something not to be mad about, but is it too many? Like, did we really need to get Trey Mancini after getting Eric Hosmer? Because if we don't remember, before when the rumors started to kind of surround is the Cubs are in an Eric Hosmer or they'll get Trey Mancini or they'll get uh, some other first baseman, I forgot. Or was it, I think... Uh, Raphael Devers, I think, was the other guy who was in the mix. Which one will they get? And then we end up getting both Eric Hosmer and Trey Mancini. And like I said, it draws a few question marks as to, okay, well, why did we get both? It's a good thing to have because at least, hey, you know, like hoping that nobody gets hurt, you have, you are more like confident in who you're going to have sub in, which is great. But now, you know, we know that we can't have Eric Cosmer, Trey Mancini, Tucker Barnhart, Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson, Ian Happ, Cody Bellinger, Seiya Suzuki, Patrick Wisdom, Christopher Morrell, all in the same lineup because that's 10 guys right there. And that's not even mentioning, you know, other guys, you know, that being Jan Gomes. So, and then if Nick Madrigal is 110%, by the start of the season, not including him either. So it, it, you are going to have to leave out some of the guys from the lineup. You know, I'm not saying that it's going to be the same thing every single day. Probably not. And it's good to have that mix, but it's it's a little bit like, all right, we got so many guys. I don't know what to do. 
is it almost just like a hodgepodge of people. And I hate to say that because I was definitely the first one to defend this Cubs team when we signed a bunch of players from different teams. But realistically, being on the outside, when you when you look at it, you have to kind of wonder, is, is this all going to work out? Is this all going to click? You want to stay hopeful. You want to have that positive mentality. But at the same time, you have to be realistic and be like, you know, each player is great individually, but baseball is a team sport. So it's really going to show how they can work together. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, I think like it, it's not a bad thing. It's just maybe a little bit of a concerning thing because, you know, you just want all of these signings to work out in the best possible way. And you're hoping that you didn't overspend or that you didn't overattain on some guys. And you could have saved that money. So, I don't know. But that's something that we have to worry about in the future. But for now, that's kind of the reasons why I gave the Cubs a B-plus this offseason. Like I said, I'm definitely not mad about it at all. Not one bit. Um, do I have questions? Yeah. Who doesn't, right? So, that's really what I think. I'm excited for this season. If you couldn't tell already, I just want... The regular season to begin, I honestly just want spring training to begin. I want some sort of baseball in my life right now because nothing interesting is going on. So that was really it for this week's episode. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Sorry for the late post. It's just been super hectic, but we got it done and this is going to be released soon. So thank you guys again so much for listening. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day. Goodbye.